Alternative Radio. Welcome to the Ken Mack and Coach JV Show. The future of finance is here. Prepare for freedom. Get ready to swallow the red pill because every week we're bringing you cutting edge, real, uncut, raw truths about finance and the world that you think you know to help you prepare for the biggest shift in generational wealth the world has ever seen. Warriors, rise. Get your shit together. Let's go. Warriors, rise. (laughs) Hey, what's up, Warriors? We are back. So if you're watching this on YouTube or on our podcast that's blowing up, we're very excited to have you here. So if you're listening Audible or visual, today we're just going to have a great conversation. So number one, I've been completely removed from the world for seven days. And Ken is deep in what's happening in the world for seven days, which is wild, right? We're two different experiences happening within the same physical reality, which is really interesting, Warriors. What we're going to work today is just have a conversation. We're going to talk about the economy and what's happening. Ken has firsthand experience of what's happening in uh, Ukraine, family members right there on the border. So we're going to talk about that. And we're just going to have a conversation. And that's what it's all about. But first of all, I mean, we didn't get to do our show last week. I was deep in Peru. Just I I literally disconnected from the world. I mean, I, I just basically disconnected a couple stories on Instagram. And I finally just said, you know what, I'm just going to disconnect till I come back. So I've been completely removed from the world, not ignorant to what's happening in the world. But I think it's important for people to decompress and step back for a moment to get that 30,000 foot overview. So how are you doing, Ken? I know things are, you know, you have family members and stuff like that. How are you? Where are you at? First of all, I always like to ask where you're at in the world. And how are you doing? Hey, what's up, Coach GV? I'm here just now in Dubai Marina. I'm enjoying uh, life here in the desert in this amazing uh, city. Um, but yes, it's good to have you back. I know you've been deep in the jungle of, uh, of Peru and uh, you, know, you come back and the world is changing so fast, you know, in that very short space of time. And like you say, we're going to have this, uh, you know, j- just a general, uh, you know, chat. We have uh, no planned content. We're just going to speak about what's happening in the world mm-hmm. and, you know, what our uh, viewpoints are and uh, perhaps how we can help people prepare. Yeah, and I think that's great. It's really good to have different viewpoints. So, for example, just so you guys know, Ken's in Dubai. I'm in Arizona. So we're in completely two different worlds, right? So here in Arizona, in America, you know, it's calm. We America is deploying to NATO countries. But I want to hear it from your perspective on what's happening. Because, like, think about that for just a moment, Warriors. Like, that's why I love this show is because we're bringing two different world perspectives, right? I was always siloed in Arizona until I started to build relationships. Well, that's what the C word did to me is I build relationships with people all over the world. Now I have friends in Dubai. Ken's in Dubai. I have friends in Germany. I have friends in Canada. And I get to hear it from all different levels of perspective, right? Because that's what life is all about is perspective. So from our perspective here, right? So America's deploying to NATO, protect NATO countries. And then where we have our, you know, our president is, we're not going to get into our president, but there's just some weird shit going on. And then in Canada, you have the, you know, the blockades going on. You have people in Ukraine rising up to fight, which is, which is the neatest thing ever. We just get to see it from the news perspective. I would like to hear it from a personal relationship perspective. So from your perspective, what's happening, man? Yeah. um, You know, from my perspective, I would say that we're, um, a, a very dangerous point in history where we potentially have a president in Russia who's looking at turning the clock back to the Soviet times and resurrect the USSR. Um, from, from what I can see, um, it looks as if you know he um, wanted to remove NATO from his doorstep, but 
Um, I think the, there's a very real situation where he's going to take over the uh, the Ukraine, and then he is going to have NATO on his doorstep, and we have another country now potentially joining uh, forces with Russia, being Belarus, and having two countries join together in this war is uh, very bad news. Mm. Um, I, I've got people I'm connected to firsthand, uh, so I'm not really following the mainstream media. I'm watching uh, you know, friends and people you know, not long ago, uh, about half an hour ago, jumping on a train in Kiev wow. uh, with the air raid siren sounding, which is like something from a movie. This is the, mm. <laughs> I didn't even know these things existed, um, you know, the, the, like World War II. So they're they're sheltering where they can in the uh, the train station, jumping on a train full of asylum seekers heading now for the border of Romania. Um, of course, it's very difficult nowadays to believe anything that you see in the mainstream mm -hmm. media. Um, and you know, I just uh, say to myself, you know, what can we do yeah. to help? You see, last year we started building out uh, myself, Josh Kim. And some other members, I've got Josh here with me right now in Dubai, by the way, he's, uh, he's on a call um, in the other room. Uh, well, we started building a platform called The Nation Finance. We knew that um, yeah, crowdfunding needed to be decentralized, like GoFundMe. Um, so since we started building this out, we, um, we come across the situation with the truckers in Canada. And of course, our platform is going to completely um, change um, the way that things are done in terms of crowdfunding, because it's going to be democratized as tyranny-free crowdfunding. Um, so, you know, we were not planning launching for maybe another three months, but now we're working very hard behind the scenes to accelerate a campaign to support the displaced families in the Ukraine wow. um, and the surrounding countries. So we're going to raise upwards of 50 million, well, we're saying a minimum of 50 million to support NGOs and really focusing in on the displaced families that we can support uh, in and around the uh, the surrounding countries. Um, things are very fast moving. Uh, my uh, my wife is on the border, not far from uh, you know the Ukraine border just now, uh, with her elderly grandparents. Mm. Uh, but for anybody who's listening to this now, if you're looking for a safe way to donate, keep an eye out for Donna Fi. That's D O N I, uh, Donna Fi F I dot I O. So it's Donna F I dot I O. Um, there'll be an update on that website soon with how you can, can uh, take part and support mm. uh, what's happening uh, in terms of uh, being part of the uh, the char charitable donations that we're going to be uh, contributing to the different uh, NGOs within the, uh, the surrounding countries. Uh, in terms of where I see things going, um, I think that the, um, there is a potential, you know, there is the threat of a World War III, mm. um, whether that happens or not. I don't know, hope not. But if that does happen, you know, I've been doing a little bit of research myself in terms of, you know, the safest countries to send my family to, because I know that, uh, you know, military bases will be the first thing to get attacked. You know, I'm, I'm talking right. about the worst case scenarios here. And you know, as a defensive entrepreneur, I'm always thinking of, no, I'm playing chess, you know, because right now we have pots playing against pawns. Yep. So we need to become a chess master and uh, think in terms of two or three steps into the future, how we can protect our uh, family and you know like for me I'm, I'm probably not going to be picking up any weapons and fighting for any government i'm going to be taking my family and you know going to a place of safety but then my contribution is going to be uh, assisting uh, you know with the platform 
and raise this money to help the families, you know, mother or children and all of these other families that we can help uh, get into a safe place. Um, but right now, all, all I'm looking at is charts in terms of the Russian rubble against the US dollar. It's, uh, it's collapsing mm. pretty damn hard. And that's why we can't tra- uh, trust the paper currencies. Right. Uh, so probably tomorrow, I'm going to be uh, picking up more gold, uh, probably just gold coins, probably more Bitcoin as well. And, you know, because the traditional banking system, as you can see, um, it's uh, not as functional as it was one week ago in the Ukraine and mm-hmm. neither is it in, the, um, in the, the Russia. But in the UK as well, you know, I'm, I'm noticing that uh, they're going to probably be hit with uh, some hardship, you know, nothing compared to uh, Ukraine. But, uh, you know, if you do take it, you know, for our friends in the USA, why don't you just go ahead and take a look on Google Maps, okay? Zoom out, look at where Russia ends, and look at where the USA begins. And notice how close these two mm-hmm. points are. They're so close that you could fly across that little bit of water with a Cessna. Wow. Holy cow. Um, so... Of course, we don't want to speak, you know, we don't want to be scaring people, but I'm just sharing, you know, what's going on inside my head, what yeah. I'm seeing happening. Um, you know, you can go on Snapchat and look at the maps and look at, you know, civilians posting stories, you know, in, uh, in these different cities. So you can see, you know, keep away from the mainstream, but you can see the fighting that's going on. And it's not long ago that you were mentioning war. You know, you were talking about war. Yeah. Cyber attacks, they're happening right now. Yeah. Yep. And it was, we were taught, you and I were discussing that. Remember Klaus Schwab, we, we played the video of Klaus Schwab. He said, have insufficient, what do you say? Something, I can't remember his exact words. Insufficient attention to the very real possibility of a comprehensive cyber attack. And then boom, war starts. Right. And the first thing Russia did to Ukraine was a cyber attack. And then they, they just, uh, announcement today that they're worried. Um, now the, the, and then this is crazy too. I don't know if you've seen that anonymous thing, that anonymous group is attacking Russian media. And so that's like, it's coming from all angles. It's like the people are fighting back against Russia in the media, right? And you have Russia doing cyber attacks. And it's like, so it's, it's, and then everything is about the SWIFT system, the old archaic banking system, taking Russia off of the SWIFT system, right? We've been talking about ISO 20,022 messages system coming in and the cyber attack is the catalyst or the black swan in order to move people into a new financial system unfortunately when things like this happen there's innocent people's lives that are at stake which is wild man it's such a wild thing and you know we've been talking about this since we started our show and i've been talking i i love ray dalio i love his i love his analysis of the economy because what he does is he, he actually went back 500 years and he started researching history and what he found yep was patterns he literally found patterns he's like oh my gosh there's actually a cyclic pattern in human beings and the last thing is war the third thing in a big monetary change or a societal change let's just say a societal change is war and we're actually going into war and there's you know there's people's opinions saying that we're gonna have world war three we're not gonna have world war three but what we can't deny is that the cyber attacks are here and it's a whole new narrative to move us into a monetary system right or move us into a new way of living um whether it's through control or mexico think about like september 11th right what what changed during september 11th monitoring like we went from being able to walk up to a gate at the airport 
to having to go through. I mean, I just traveled internationally and it was like, man, it's just so, it's so exhausting. I mean, you know, gosh, I'm preaching the choir. It's exhausting traveling. It's like, my God, you're going through my, I mean, I don't know how many times my bag got torn apart at every single place. I'm like, geez, I don't know if it's the way I look or what, but I mean, they tear my bag apart and then I have to put it back together. And then they would take this. I mean, I have my hormone therapy with me and I would, they're questioning my hormone therapy. I'm like, it's freaking hormone therapy, man. It's like freaking, it has a doctor's prescription on it. It was like every time I was going through this and you know, I, you know, I have calm energy, so I just breathe through it, but it was exhausting. So you can imagine what's coming up next in regards to, you know, the, the test against our freedom. So I think the biggest thing for me is like when I pulled myself back, you know, I went to, I went to Peru and so Peru also like, you know, I want to be very clear. They're very fearful of the C word, right? The, the whole country, that country went in full lockdown. It affected their economy so bad where I, cause I went into Cusco, which I went to the sacred Valley. That poor economy got crushed because of the C word. Cause they, they live off tourism, right? But the fair fear mechanism is deep in them. I mean, they're out in the middle of the, 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 the mountains and stuff wearing masks. And I'm like, that, that's a fear mechanism that's put into people. And so it's like the, this, it's this delicate balance for human beings right now in regards to fear versus empowerment. Right. And so it's, it's interesting to see. And I, I love hearing your perspective on it because you really can't believe the media guys. You can't, it's, it's like whoever controls the money controls the media controls the information. They're just moving you into a narrative right all around what I, and I want to get your opinion on this. I'll, I'll use the word C word. And what I mean by C word guys connected to pandemic, right. Um, is that, do you agree or disagree that all of a sudden the C word is just boop going to disappear and it's going to be all war. Well, that's what I was just about to say to you that the C narrative has just disappeared now. Um, and some connections of mine, um, over in Russia have said that it's now illegal. They've made it a law that you cannot uh, speak about the, uh, share your opinions on the war in the Ukraine, you've got to follow on the mainstream uh, narrative in, uh, in Russia. The first uh, offence is a big fine and the second offence is imprisonment. Wow. Um, so that's what I'm told in terms of sharing uh, information online uh, pertaining to what's happening just now in the Ukraine. Damn. Holy cow, man. That's so interesting. Such an interesting dynamic. And then you're seeing what's happening in Canada, right? Canada said they were going to shut down people's bank accounts if they're protesting or if anybody funds that type of stuff. And I think that's why you talked about the crowdfunding, decentralized crowdfunding. So what I think we can agree and or, or disagree is that we're heading into a whole new world. And unfortunately, most people are asleep to this new world and the people, you know, ignorance is bliss. But if you really look at historical facts, right, the people who owned the land before were the richest people in the world. Those are the people that, that controlled the narrative. Then you went into what was built on the land, which is industrial. Right. And now we're moving into technical cyber. And it's almost like they guide us through the narratives. Like if you look at a, a pandemic narrative, it's guiding you to where we're going into biometrics monitoring, uh, testing, things like that. And it literally shows you where you can invest in the future. And I believe those, the new wealthiest people in the world, if you want, if you consider wealth freedom, it, the new wealthiest people in the world is the people who own the biometric data. What are your thoughts on that? Like the data and the infrastructure of the quantum field? Well, just imagine how much data they've collected in the past two years um, during the uh, the C situation. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the, I was thinking about it today that we're moving uh, into the fifth industrial revolution. Um, and it's almost like when they were guiding us from the Second World War into the fourth industrial revolution, I'm seeing a lot of patterns playing out um, in history. You know, they're playing out again now. You know, who would have thought that we'd be going back to, you know, Soviet times? You know, this is the kind of shit that happened back in 19, was it 1939, 1929? 
Right, yeah. 1939. Yeah. So yeah. everything that's happened in, in the past is now playing out, um, and it's it's absolutely crazy. But yeah, we're we're moving into this biometric digital um, paradigm. It's a paradigm shift um, as we uh, they're they're easing us into this. Uh, I wouldn't say they're easing us now, but they're forcing us into this completely different environment. And they, they, they were saying they were adamant in saying that the world would never be the same again uh, post pandemic. Remember mm-hmm. that talking about the new world, the, yeah. uh, the new economy. Um, but, you know, it's it's all like it was planned to crash the SWIFT system, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. implement the uh, the new quantum financial system. Yeah, it, 100%. When I, everything is, the, I just said, almost said divinely directed. I'm in such a spiritual space of mind right now. I was like, the divinely directed. I don't know if that's divine. That's not divinely directed. But what we do know is change is inevitable, warriors. You, the thing you can't escape is death and change, right? So it's like, how do you manage yourself? So that's the next question I want to talk to you about is, how are you preparing yourself for this? How are you getting ready for this new world, this new economy? So for example, like me, um, you know, I'm people, it was crazy in Peru. I just literally shut my phone off at one point because it was like, I was in, you know, call that irresponsible, but this was my journey to like, just, just step back to find my true self. Right. And so, um, I didn't do anything. I, I stayed solid with the crypto because the cryptocurrencies I'm invested in, I invest in software. Like I'm bit like, I'm like, I'm buying a software company and it's not software, but I'm buying a software company. And I, if I feel that my fundamental cryptos are going to be here for the long term, I'm just going to hold them and buy the dip. And then when it goes up, I sell obviously the profits, which I always talk about the same things. I'm also constantly looking at physical, right? You're very into physical metals and things like that. And you know, what about, what is your thoughts on, I want to ask you about land. Like why, why is China buying up so much land in America? I I'm not a land expert. I'm not a real estate expert, but China owns tons of land in America. Um, in Arizona, where I live, uh, Bill Gates is one of the biggest land farm owners in in Arizona. And so what is with the land? Like, it's like they're going, is it a control mechanism? What do you think it is with the land? I and mean, what, what are you doing? Yeah, for me, land is self-explanatory. Um, you know, you can't eat gold, you can't eat Bitcoin, but you can eat mm. off the land. Land mm. is the foundation of life, and it's the most important asset that anybody can, can acquire. Um, you know, we, we acquired land in Eastern Europe, uh, but our whole uh, plans have changed now because it's a direct firing line with wow. what's happening in the Ukraine. So I've just had a conversation with my wife that we have cancelled our plans in Eastern Europe now because it's way too high risk. Uh, maybe China haven't seen the U- USA as high risk in terms of, um, you know, investing over there. You know, they, they surely they, they would have been forecasting risk analysis of safe places to invest. The, the, the Eastern Europe now is probably very high risk with what's happening. USA is probably a little bit safer. Um, but I would say that land is probably the number one investment, but providing you invest in a st- safe country with a stable economy, stable currency. Uh, but they, as the, um, the stocks have been crashing, the currencies have been collapsing, then you know the rich get rich by getting themselves into assets. So what they're doing is getting rid of the money because they know the, the value of money or currency is no. deflating. Stocks are going to crash. We're going to have a stock market crash. Where do you want to put your money? You want to put your money into land. Land comes before real estate because you build the land. Sorry, you build the real estate on top of the land and you can eat on the land. So mm. far, the farming sector is probably the most important sector. And that's, uh, again, a sector that I'm going to be concentrating on in terms of acquisitions. But uh, yeah, for me, uh, you know, if I was a you know, multi-billionaire, um, like uh, Gates or um, any of these other guys, I would be certainly plowing as much money as I can into land investments. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, those control. It's such an interesting dynamic right now, man. It's such a, 
I it just is going to be such a different world the next 10 years. It's, it's, you know, and I think it's, um, you know, after war though, one thing that's positive, not there's nothing positive about the war. Please understand what I'm saying that, that, that there's peace and prosperity, which is a great, great thing about the cycle. That's the only thing I can see positive about the war part is after war, there's peace and prosperity, there's growth, there's a new economy, there's a change. And so that's one thing people need to really understand is there's going to be a massive change in civilization. That's what happens after war. It's a massive change in civilization as a whole. And I don't think we've ever seen, maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but we've ever seen anything that's this global that has, has for example, we went through a pandemic altogether as a globe. You know, the the China's printed, uh, China's economy's wrecked. The after, you know, the Evergrande thing, America's economy's wrecked. Canada's economy's wrecked. All the biggest countries that have been ruling the world are literally in, in a dire straits right now. You cannot print more money. You cannot keep raising the debt ceiling. You cannot keep. And so I think we can all agree that our monetary system has to shift. And it's like, it's kind of interesting to see the, how we've been talking about this and it's actually playing out. You and I were talking about wars coming up. You said, you said cyber attacks coming up, boom, cyber attacks. And so it's, it's, it's really interesting to be part of that. I mean, people said, you guys are clairvoyant. I'm like, not clairvoyant. We're just watching history play itself out over and over and over again. So there is a silver lining in the fact that after something like this, there is periods of peace and prosperity. It's really just positioning yourself in the right area in order to take advantage of that. Because they say, they say, they say, whoever they are, whoever you guys want to determine who they are, they say, never let a good pandemic go to waste. That came right out of Hillary Clinton's mouth during the speech. She said, don't let a good pandemic go to waste. Came right out of the, the Rothschilds. I've showed that speech before where they're like, yeah, you don't want to let a good pandemic go to waste. Why would they say that, <laughs> right? Why would they say that? Because it's created in order to move a monetary system. Because what is the biggest driver for people? Fear, fear, right? You're not going to love people into new monetaries. Hey, guys, come on over. But when you scare the living shit out of somebody, what do they do? They take action, right? You cheat on somebody, they are going to take action. You you mess with someone's family, they are going to take action. They're going to, you know, they're going to go to war. And that's what they want. They want the reaction out of the people. They want the people to turn against each other. You throw a snake in a pit, boom, they fight against each other. You know, there's so many different mechanisms that are happening in human behavior. And this has happened ever since we thought we had to look at another human being for the answer. And I think that's one of the biggest things for me coming back from my spiritual journey is like, there is nobody outside of me that is the answer, right? It's the decisions that I make within this physical world, even though there's a lot of turmoil happening. It's decisions that I, like you said, you had to make a decision in regards to that land that you bought. You know, you built it for safety and then it's in the line of fire. You made an immediate command decision with your family and leading your family saying, no, we're not going there. We're not going there. That's a decision you made, right? And so I think that's really important. And, um, you know, how do you make decisions like that, Ken? Like like with with all this stuff going on and uh, these decisions yeah. you make, how do you make those types of decisions? At the time, like now, speed is key. You need to be spending as much time as you can making quick, fast decisions. The reason that people are where they are in life is because they're unable to think for themselves. The The whole system is, is designed to disempower so that the system thinks for you and you're not able to think for yourself. Um, I did a post on Instagram that I'm reading just now. It said, what if the last two years was, a, was about conditioning and training people to follow the rules, hide away at home and take shelter as a warm up for what's to come? Um, and that, you know, I, I believe the last two years has been about conditioning. Um, but, you know, in terms of the, you know, being able to make these decisions, it's uh, you've just got to look, you know, what are the facts, what are the figures, what are the logic? Mm-hmm. And for me, the uh, it, it just doesn't make any sense to be focusing any more time and attention. Now, I, I've got to shift a whole campaign that I've got running now in Eastern Europe where we're looking at buying up businesses. Mm-hmm. That That's not going to happen now. Um, in fact, 
Uh, on the buying businesses uh, uh, topic, we had three deals closed today. Three businesses actually been taken over today, two in Scotland nice. and one down in Wales. So we could go ahead and get um, the um, get the student on the show next week to share yes. the acquisition takeover. So after, after this show, I'm going to be jumping on a, a live Zoom and I'm going to, be to get a tour of the building and the business that has been taken over. But like this is what I'm saying, guys. In a time like now, starting a business is probably the worst decision that you could make. You mm -hmm. need to protect yourself, protect your families. Think about the money that you've got and maybe turning into something else, uh, into tangible assets. Think about buying a business, but also think about protecting your family. There's so many different things and metrics uh, that you need to think about. Um, you know, if a miracle happens, everything will die down. But I don't think there's time to wait for things to die down. That's taking a massive, massive risk. You know, I'm already oh, planning logistics. With organizing uh, various uh, uh, family members in the UK to get passports, I'm organizing a, a private jet that uh, you know, can go to various different places to collect people. And then I've singled out two countries, which will be safe havens uh, to, uh, to hide out until things quieten down. And that's on the worst case scenario. So that, that's mm -hmm. if uh, things get out of hand. So we're hoping that doesn't happen. But what do we say? We plan for the worst and hope for the best. Um, you know, that, that that's, uh, you know, when, when you're, uh, when you work for yourself and you're not depending on a system to look after you, to care for you, to fund you, um, you know it's, 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 it's survival of the fittest. It's survival of the fittest. You've got to look after yourself and your loved ones and plan for the future. Um, and you know I've been planning for this kind of thing for a long time. And I did say back in March, I was sitting in the kitchen uh, with uh, my wife and some friends. I said, I've just got this feeling, this gut feeling. I've got a very, very strong sixth sense. I said that uh, you know a very dark cloud has come over the UK, not over the UK, but over the world. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know what's going on, what's going to happen, but uh, something bad, something very bad is coming. I don't know what it is, mm -hmm. and I still don't have the answer to whatever that is. And I said, whatever this is, is going to last for a very long time. This ain't going away anytime soon. And one of the uh, one of the things I suppose that made me think that way was the very odd behaviours that the governments of the world were taking, but in synchronicity, I just, mm. it was very odd and peculiar, the way that the, the, the measures that they were taking and the things that the actions that they were taking. So, uh, yeah, and I was right. But, yep. uh, you know, what's to come? I don't know. Um, all I'm doing is preparing, same as everybody else. Yeah, so you're right. It was. It feels very coordinated. Very like you move, you do this, you do this, you switch your system. We're gonna okay. Now you, we're gonna take you off the Swiss system. They, Russia was getting set up on ISO twenty thousand twenty two, and I had I had the document this morning. They got all messed up on my YouTube, but it's like it's it's all coordinated and planned and built out. And it's like the only way to change the system is to become. A new system, like you said, the decentralization. There's a there's a lot of great questions people are asking here. So your thoughts on XRP? I'll take this one. And XLM plus other real world solve cryptocurrencies be created to help slow down and stop World War Three. Just not going to look at the same. Uh, the first though, we know that, but pose that question. What what are your thoughts on so? Um, I, well, I'll tell you my thoughts on the XRP cases. I think the XRP case was all that by design, 100% by design. This case, as I said this morning on my YouTube channel, it's lasting way too long for a very simple, whether it's in security or not. The reason why, now you're seeing the narrative all of a sudden was with the SWIFT system in Russia, right? America is going to take them off the SWIFT system, which goes into ISO 20,022 coins. You got R3, you got, I mean, all that stuff, right? The ISO population. Um, 
I believe that they're they're building a new infrastructure, right? It's not going to be just XRP. It's not going to be just XLM. It's going to be all these cryptocurrencies that work in this new Web3, right? And the new, because we're moving from Web 2.0 to Web 3.0, the old banking system cannot exist anymore. So in my paradigm and my knowledge and what I know is that this big shift is about a financial system. It's about moving because they printed so much money. There's so much debt. It's a way for them to get out of the system and build a new one, right? You can almost just reset and build a whole new monetary system. That's why Russia is, they're crushing it right now in oil, right? They, they, they have physical assets. As Ken said, they literally have physical assets. So the war is not affecting them financially. The war is like just a tiny expense compared to how much money they're making in oil, right? China was buying up all the gold, right? China was buying up the land in America, farmland in America. So think about the moves they're making, guys. The billionaires are buying up land. They're buying up land. Ken's buying up land. He's buying up gold. He's buying up silver, right? A lot of these big hedge funds are moving into cryptocurrency like Bitcoin, Ethereum. Why are they doing that? They're going into physical assets and running away from paper currency, right? So who knows, as Ken said, we don't know what's going to happen, but what we can do is make a best guess. And I still think that there's going to be a new, there's going to be a new internet and a new financial system. So that's, that's my thing in regards to that. And that's why these big companies are moving into Bitcoin, Ethereum, they're buying land, they're buying gold. And that's why um, in 2021, I think it was August or July. I can't, the 2021 or 20, we switched to Basel three in America and mm. banks have to hold gold on reserve on reserve. No more paper currency, actual physical gold to have riskier assets. So in America, I can only speak for America. I know the American banking system is that every way that they make money is being tested right now. If they don't switch to the new economy or to the new economic systems like distributed letter technology. Um, the new way we do banking, they literally will, pr uh, uh, perish. And I think a lot of these small banks are going to get crushed when this new regulation comes in because it's so expensive for a bank to implement a new financial system. So things like XRP, XLM, which is more like, I think XLM to me is more like peer-to-peer -peer and XRP is more institutional. But I'm not the guy that's saying XRP is going to take over the whole system. It's going to be a bunch of companies working together. JP Morgan has their own coin, has their own distributed ledger technology. You know, Bank of America, we see the ripples in their patent, right? So I think it's going to exasperate all these cryptocurrencies, but what are your thoughts with Bitcoin? Uh, sorry, I had a question about Bitcoin. Yeah, tomorrow I'll be running to uh, to pick up some gold myself. Uh, remember, right? Remember, what did that chart back last year when we started doing this show? Yeah. How many months ago did we start this show? It was sometime back mm -hmm. summer last year. Remember, yep. I charted gold. And yes. What did I say? It was on the daily chart. I said we're consolidating right now into a symmetrical triangle, and we are going to break out by February 2000, January, February 2022. That's exactly what has happened, and it's been to the upside. Gold nearly nearly touched $2,000. As soon as it goes past $2,000, it will never go back down below that again. And if it does, it'll be for a very, very short period of time. Hmm. Huge paradigm shift coming, and the thing is gold is yep. severely undervalued anyway, um, You know, because I've been manipulating it for uh, yeah. so many years. Um, so it's, uh, I think, you know, picking up some gold just now and the thing to remember is when you buy gold, right, you've got to pay the minting, making and delivery charges. So you, you make a loss on the paper dollar value the day that you buy gold because you're paying that spread, the difference, mm. but it's, you, you, you now have that physical commodity, but you only lose if you want to exchange it back. Um, but because it's now broken out of that long-term, well, I don't know if a year is long term in your opinion, right. but broken out that 
uh, consolidation pattern that we've been in within the last year. Um, I think if you can think longer term, then gold will be climbing up to about 2,300s, maybe in the next six months, maybe a lot sooner. It's already jumped two hundred dollars between seventeen fifty and nearly two thousand. Um, so um, it's just something that you guys should be thinking of. If you want to hold a real asset and get rid of some of your uh, paper currency that you're brainwashed to believe is worth something, not financial advice, then do think about me when I'm going tomorrow, which I'll document on my YouTube channel uh, or my Instagram, Kemak Show. And you can watch me in the uh, in the office physically taking delivery of the actual metal. Mm, I love it. I love it. I love that you do that too, because it allows people to physically tangibly see what you're doing. Because you got to be careful too, Warriors. There's a lot of YouTubers, a lot of podcasters, a lot of people that are, they're not doing what they're saying, like 100% not doing what they're saying. A lot of them are just making money off selling you courses on how to build wealth when they've never even done it themselves. I think that's really important that you show that type of stuff because it's like, it's physically, this is, there's, there's physical things happening within the world right now that you can do at a very, that's how I started at a very small level and I just built up and I'm not some multimillionaire. I built up to, you know, being a millionaire, but it's like, I'm not a multimillionaire yet. I will be there if I keep following the same system at a pattern, just like the Grand Canyon, the water went over the rocks consistently and it just built a massive canyon, right? Sometimes the water moved over here. Sometimes the water moves over here, but consistently done, the boring things will amass a large amount of wealth if you do it properly. So uh, this is uh, from SGV Pro. Why don't millionaires like giving it what? That's just kind of a loaded question. I mean, it depends on the millionaire, right? Some millionaires. But I think I, as you see, as you get into the, the much wealthier people, Ken was just sharing, they're building a fund to help people who are displaced in Ukraine. So I think um, if somebody really has true abundance, they're probably somewhere, you just don't see it. They're giving money back to the people, right? And I think that's where you keep the flow of abundance because money is just energy and vibration. So if you're damming up your money and you're you're holding on to it, you know, if you want to go biblical, the lady that had her last coin was the one that was rewarded because she gave it. She was like, I, I, somebody else may need this. And she was rewarded greatly, right? The person who buried their coin, right, didn't get rewarded. It wasn't the right answer. So that's really a personal thing, I think. So um, this is the... Uh... Talk just on the, the thing about giving there. I'll share this platform, you guys, and show you. There we are. This is called Donified the Nation Finance. Mm. Um, so, you know, giving back can be in the form of, you know, building a platform to yeah. help be the vessel to give back and help other people give back. Um, and in this case, that's what we built is a, in a platform. Um, it's going to be a full on DAO in order to facilitate these transactions. Um, donation finance. So, you know, you guys are very welcome to um, you know, take a look at the website, take a look at our white paper and uh, you know, just see what we're going to be doing. But hopefully we're going to get this on mainstream media. We've been in talks with CNN, BBC News and Sky nice. News and all to get some. We need to get this out in front of as many people as we can, because this is going to be um, this is going to be a platform that helps a lot of people. And of course, when you give back, why do people give? Because it makes them feel fulfilled. You know, I've, I've given a lot in the past. But I certainly haven't given you know 50 million, but this will be a collective uh, operation. The very cool thing about uh, these types of uh, you know projects you know, through the blockchain, well, there's never been anything like this before, is that everything's trackable and it's through a public ledger. So when you're giving to a charity, you don't really know where that money is going to, but this uh, is going to be run through blockchain. So you can see exactly where the money's gone and who received the money. So um, it's going to be completely transparent. So yeah, I just wanted to drop that in there in terms of on, on the, uh, the giving um, side of things and I just hope that, uh, you know, you guys think about, uh, you know, helping as many people as you can in terms yeah. of 
people that are need maybe not just in, in the Ukraine, but you know, in your own country, wherever you're listening into, uh, maybe uh, helping out with the orphanages or supporting supporting a cause, you know, because it makes you feel good when you give back um, to uh, people of determination. Yeah, 100%. This is pretty cool. It says, Trevor, do you think there'll be music festivals in 10 years? I think so. Yeah, I think they'll be in the metaverse. <laughs> I think it'll be very different. I think what, what happened with the pandemic and the C word is it, it puts so much, and I'll give you an example. So I was in uh, Peru, you know, we're in the Cusco and then we went in the Sacred Valley. There's people out in the, in the mountains wearing masks. So it, it bred so much fear into these people that they're wearing masks on a bike in the mountains, fresh air. And so like Peru, like got completely shut down. They, they, their, their military shut that country down and it, it destroyed their economy, literally destroyed their economy where I, where I go to in Cusco in that area of Haran. And um, so the reason why I say that is because the pandemic is a fear mechanism to drive in that fear. Right. And it's like, so if you're wearing a mask walking around a mountain, I mean, it, is the sea we're just going to dive on you? I mean, I don't, you know, so, but, but that that's truth for people. Right. And because where they're getting is just their information from the news and media. And so it's like, I think that the whole design, if you can see what I'm saying with this is that they're moving us into the metaverse, into our phones. And so, yes, I think there'll be music festivals. Um, I hope they're in person. I hope those things will still be here. I, I think they will be because I think humans will always strive to connect uh, in some way. So. Let's take a look at the uh, levels of consciousness slide. Oh, here. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then this. I've, I've just opened this one up, Google. It's not the, the usual one that I use, but you can see here, you know, fear is right there. It's the lowest vibration, mm. um, the lowest frequency. And, you know, when your frequency is so low, you know, that you're near death. That, yeah. That's what happens. When, you're vi when your vibrational frequency is at the lowest point, you're closer to death than you are alive. So channeling out, you know, it can be hard not to look at the media in Sky News and BBC News and stuff. I do check it now and again myself, um, but I'm, I do take a look with a pinch of salt with all of the, uh, the, the fake news out there. You can see here, you know, fear is right down um, at the bottom, you know, fear, you can see that grief, guilt, shame. You want to be up here, you know, peace, joy and love and reason. But it can, you know, it can be very hard to be up there when they're driving too much fear and negativity <clears throat> into you, but I think just that you know, working in yourself um, and you know your own consciousness to bring your frequency and your vibration as high as possible is going to put your body in less of a diseased um, you know situation. You want to be free of all disease, mm -hmm. and you're not going to be free of any disease unless your vibration is as high as possible. Um, and just uh, you know channeling yeah. out that negativity and breathing on positivity. You want to be um, in a, a positive state, be as, as positive as you can yes. uh, as long as possible. And it's, uh, have you got any hints or tips on how to do that, Coach GB? Yeah, well, you're just talking about this. So, like, so you, the word disease is dis ease. It's when your body is not at ease, right? And anything that's outside of love is out of ease, right? And so if you're depressed or have anxiety, I know there's clinical, let's just take out the clinical part. Depression, anxiety is outside of love right so if you can get a human being to stop creating you can control that human being so human beings are designed to create at the end of your fingertips here is a fingertip which is unique to every single human being if you can get these fingertips to stop creating you can literally turn people into zombies and you're seeing exactly what's happening within the world right now so we talked about this this morning is is what you ingest because your food communicates with you your food has vibration it has energy so if you're eating a bunch of shitty food all day dead food 
that's going to lower your level of vibration, right? And it's going to be easier to control. You're not saying they can control you. You can eat McDonald's and still be an enlightened human being if you want to. But the more alive food that you eat that can communicate, number one, what you see, as Ken was talking about, not just in dating yourself with the news, creating your own narrative with your own eyes, seeing different things, right? And the hearing, like you're listening to this show right now. This is a positive thing. We're giving you information so you can make informed decisions. So in order to raise your internal vibration, you have to start from the inside out, right? It's not an outside in thing. That's what I was experiencing. I had this really crazy experience when I was in Peru where I was sitting on the bench in this garden and I'm like, at the highest level of frequency that I've ever experienced in my life, the highest level of Christ consciousness, love that I've ever experienced. And I had this vision of me 16 years ago, sitting in a crack house with a th that I had my three-year-old daughter. I'm like, Whoa, what was the difference? I was operating on two. That was a low level of frequency, fear, anxiety, doubt. And then I was operating 16 years later on a higher level of frequency, which is sitting in this beautiful garden. It's just all that changed was my frequency. And through the frequency change inside of me, through my thoughts that became a feeling, which became action, which is a key part that Ken talks a lot about. You, you can't just fucking sit there and hope for a Ferrari. You have to take action. Through that action, 16 years later, I'm sitting in a freaking garden that looks like the Garden of Eden, having the highest level of Christ consciousness moment I've ever had. And all that changed was my frequency. All that changed. And through that frequency, it attracted all these things to me. And so I think the, the most difficult thing within this physical paradigm that we live in, for example, say you're in Ukraine right now and you're getting bombed it's going to be hard to sit there and meditate, right? I mean, it's like really difficult to be like, um, and your family's running for their lives, you know? So it's like, it's all perspective and it's all your current reality. It's an acceptance. So every, every circumstance is neutral, right? Everything is neutral. Your feelings are not. That's why two people can be in the same circumstance and have a completely different experience. Two people can have alcohol parents, right? Alcoholic parents. And one could be a non-alcoholic and the other one, one takes the experiences. I'll never want to do that. And the other one follows the pattern, right? So um, I, I kind of went down the rabbit hole with that, but it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's important. You're just, you're going up and down that thing that Ken just presented. You're just going up and down that frequency ladder. And they know as Ken just showed you that if they keep you in fear, what can you do when someone's in fear? You can control them. You can get people to do whatever you want when you have them in fear. That's what narcissists do. So just up at the enlightenment, peace, joy, and love frequency. Mm -hmm. Um, that's when you're in synchronicity and extraordinary outcomes. They do not want people producing extraordinary, extraordinary things of the outcomes. Um, right. They don't want even in, you to even be in the reason frequency because that would be peak performance without stress. They don't want you in peak performance. They don't even want you in happiness mm -hmm. and productivity. That's when you're in the acceptance, willingness, mutual courage. They want you in, in action. Yes. In fear. Yes. Grief stress yeah they want yeah that's a great thing they want you paralyzed staring at the screen going oh, i can't do anything biden come save me putin come save me or someone they're looking for a hero and they're it's you you need to get if you want to go do something do something about it take action it's like like you said you're creating you're taking action you're you're not going to pick up a gun and go fight but you're creating opportunity for people to have the funds that are displaced that's that's action that that's a love that's love that's love that's that's going to war against evil is creating opportunity for people too i think people think you have to pick up a gun and go fight right there's different ways to conquer darkness right but one thing i will show you guys is like walk into a dark room and flip on the light switch darkness cannot exist in the presence of light like we were talking about that on a, on, on one of our lives just just a second ago which is an hour ago and it was like there was a a, a video that these people in Ukraine walked in front of a, a Russian tank and they all locked arm in arm and they were just 
just like they're like nope and just this love frequency and they, they the russians didn't take any action because that was two human beings coming together and the love frequency of community overtook the fear frequency of the person in the tank and they're just like they didn't shoot them they did it was like because that's when love is present that's the highest form of consciousness that's it so why, do, why don't uh, all you guys listening to this now uh, take uh um Take an action that's a high vibration action right now. And if you um, appreciate yeah. this content, share love and give us some likes for this uh, episode today. Now, that's a very high vibration action for you guys to take and so that we can get this message out to as many people as possible. Yes, I love it. Love it. Hit that like button. I said it today, Ken, on my show. I said, hit the like button. <laughs> my frequency, I was like, F it, man. I'm, I'm going to ask for the frequency because <laughs> I, I thought about it. I'm like, you know, I, I have a good message that is coming from my heart. And I'm like, shit, might as well. So it's funny. I, I thought about you when I said on my YouTube channel, I'm like, dude, hit that like button. Hit the subscribe button. Let's go, man. So yeah, this is a high vibration activity. You know, you've yeah. got to share the love, like share that. the likes, and it makes everybody feel happy. So and it doesn't cost anything perspective man i'm gonna use that i'm gonna use that thank you that's like hey listen it's a high vibration activity it doesn't cost you anything to show me some love i like that man. so this one's for you it says uh ken do you believe that DeFi will eventually become the wealthy and the bankers playground once regulation hits um probably not yeah. i think it's going to be there for everybody but um you know i don't think we're going to get these juicy well, I was getting 20% gains in yield up. You know, I'm a big fan mm -hmm. of yield up. Uh, they've got this uh, offer just now, but they're giving 20% on their own token and 18% on USDC. So I'm, I'm continuing to stack mm. uh, yield up, which is, I love it. It's amazing. But I don't think that's going to be around forever. So that's why I'm taking advantage right. of it. Um, that's a very hard question. I don't know if it's going to be a playground for the uh, the wealth. I think it'll be that for those who own these platforms, perhaps, uh, you know, it'll be a play, playground for them. I don't know. Um but I just think that we should be taking advantage of all of these different platforms and hedging our risk accordingly, not putting all your eggs into one basket. Um, but yeah, uh, I think just sitting back in your armchair and ignoring decentralized finance is probably one of the worst things that you could do because Christ. you ain't going to get these opportunities to get 14, 15, 20% gains again. But you remember the last episode that said, guys, forget all of these platforms that are offering, offering you these crazy returns even 50, 60% returns. I don't think any of these platforms end in happiness. I think you're better keeping it conservative. Yep. Uh, these peer-to-peer -peer lending platforms like Nexo um, are good, you know, BlockFi, Celsius. Uh, my favorite is Yield, Yield App. Um, but yeah, just, just uh, taking it easy and not putting all of your eggs in one basket and just taking these opportunities whilst we have access to them. Yeah, I think Ken, Ken might have answered this question, but I'll ask it again. What tangible assets do you recommend accumulating most and why? So for me, I, I'm holding, I'm not accumulating a ton of crypto right now, just being completely honest with you. I, I dollar cost average every Friday. That's been going on for a while. I'm more in, uh, I, I'm looking at land right now. That's something I'm looking at, businesses, buying businesses. Um, I'm looking at, Ken's really taught me the physicality because I have a lot of, uh, quantum stuff right so i was fully quantum which would be cryptocurrency um so like i'm moving into more of the i'm trying to understand real estate i don't understand real estate i'm learning it um but i'm really focused on tangible businesses that's what i'm focused on and like not startups that's what i have enough plenty of startups and as ken said they are a extremely uh, high risk at a time like now startup business is not the yeah. route that anybody should be going down you know if it's yeah. you get a 90 chance of failure uh, within 10 years you guys don't have 10 years it takes you could be 
two or three years before you can even pay yourself a wage. I forget the idea now of starting a business. This is way too high risk. Yep, yep. Don't be thinking of starting a business right now. Okay, so we go into let's see here. Um, so if the government can freeze your money, so land and property, metal precious is the way to go. Yeah. They can, they can pretty much, I mean, I don't know, who knows? Like they they what they they confiscated gold back in what was that 1930? Was that 39 too? When they confiscated gold? I think it was. It was 1929 was the Great Depression, and in 1971 they detached from the gold standard. 1943 was Bretton. 1933, 5th of April, 1933, the executive order 6102, President Frank, Franklin Roosevelt singled a law forbidding the hoard the hoarding of gold coin, gold bullion, gold certificates, and continent in the within the continental united states mm. um, you know of course you can you, know, you buy lands uh within company structures to ring fence your assets and you know mitigate risk of confiscation but to be honest all of these things can be overturned and uh, the only real answer is uh, bitcoin and gold and holding it within your own possession and maybe luxury watches this for example about a year ago um, i paid thirty thousand pounds for it it's now worth fifty five thousand pounds so i'm getting paid to wear it um, so being able to you know wear wealth on your wrist and it's portable and you can take it with you i think is also a very good idea mm. of course you got to be careful about these things i you know, keep a lot of these things in vault myself i don't keep a lot to hand but you know when you've got gold on hand and you've got the risk of robbery and as we go into an economy which is going mm. to become more uh, civil unrest you've got a target in your back you know and that for me is i'll, I'll never keep uh, you know a lot of gold on hand in my house i'll keep it you know a local storage a third-party storage vault but uh, you know most of my stuff i'll just keep on like a on the blockchain you know i've got a lot of uh, you know, stable coins a lot of bitcoin that i keep you know out of reach but close mm -hmm. by yeah, this one says, what signs should we pay attention to that will let us know that real estate will take a hit? Or do you think real estate will keep inflating during the times of uncertainty? I'll talk about Arizona. So we actually met with one of the top real estate agents in Arizona, um, and he, he brought up a really good point. He said, when there's inventory right there, there's a lack of inventory in Arizona. So like I'm talking about Arizona specifically, just Arizona. So many people are moving into Arizona that they're literally, every time a house goes up to market, it's sold in 24 hours. And so... There's uh, not enough supply, so there's supply and demand problems. So when that starts to tip, when you start to see that tip, I'm talking Arizona specifically, but we're having a supply problem. And so it's going to keep inflating with the supply problem because, right, you know, you got uh, supply and demand. So I don't know how – I don't know what's going on in global real estate. That's all I can speak about is Arizona. Arizona's market is hot right now. So The global market's hot, dude. Why do you think that is? Why do you think the global real estate market is exploding? Because the elites are buying it up. No, the elite, no, no. The global real estate market and asset market is exploding because people are desperate to get out of paper currency. They don't want to hold it. They've got a lack of trust in paper currency. So they, yep. they want to have something of value. Is yep. exactly why this is happening. Makes sense. Yep, yep. And then that's why is that? Would that be a reason to why Bill Gates is buying up so much land? Absolutely. Yeah. Why do you think they're liquidating yep. all of their stocks? into yep. paper currency, then into tangible assets. They knew the mar markets were popping out. They knew the markets were oversold. So, and, mm -hmm. they, and they know that the, the purchasing power is getting destroyed below their feet with holding by the day, ho holding these paper uh, paper dollars. So they're getting out of paper currency. Of course, they're not selling all the dollars, but they're right. buying into uh, tangible assets that they can touch, smell, and feel. 
You know, it's interesting too. You know how many CEOs have retired during the last two years? Major CEOs have retired selling off, selling off all their stock, making it liquid, getting the cash, and they're probably buying land. I'm sure they're buying some type of physical asset. Like so many CEOs are stepping down from companies right now. So many CEOs. Let's see. We'll answer a couple more questions here. Um, let's see. Um, what's a good contact number for uh, the five-day challenges? Or what email can they use to contact you about that? Uh, info at kenmac.com. Um, in terms of uh, those who want to join the business buying challenge, just uh, go to business the 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 business buying challenge.com. And for anybody who wants to be considered for the bootcamp nexus, which it's going to probably be our last that we ever run um, as we're moving into more of an automated coaching um, system. Now you can go to www.chemac.com forward slash apply by application only. Um, and it'll be running uh, at the beginning of April is what the plan is. And so if you want to have me as your coach one-on-one within a group, um, you know, same as what Coach GB went through for three months with me, it's, I'm pretty certain it's your, your last opportunity to be considered for it. Mm, that's awesome. Well, that's uh see a lot of the I'm trying to find a new question here. So Lake Havasu real estate, I know you're you're down in Lake Havasu. It's pumping in Arizona, man. The real estate is crazy right now. I'm wanting to get into some land here in real uh in Arizona. So what we'll do is we'll wrap it up with some last words. And um, I just want to say thank you to the group. I want to say thank you to uh the Warrior Academy, all the people in the Warrior Academy, Ken's Mac fans, everybody out there is for allowing me the opportunity to step back. I think it's important um, as human beings that sometimes you take a step back, right? A step back to take a step forward. And what, what I kept hearing in my soul and my spirit was sometimes in order to be heard, you need to stop speaking in order to understand if you're making an impact. Sometimes you have to be still right in order to see if you're making an impact you got to or you're productive you got to be still and for me that was just about being still and listening and so the things that i came back with what i'll be expressing to my team is three things number one is honesty integrity and an uncompromising spirit not compromising anything if it's out of alignment with love and that's just how i operate and that's how i want to operate within this physical world as i'm here as a spiritual being having a few human experience and so i just want to say end with gratitude and say thank you for every single person that comes across this whether you enjoy it or not i just want to say thank you for for even listening to what we're doing if you're listening to the podcast as well and and i want to share with you guys this is the greatest time in human history i know it feels really ugly it feels really uncomfortable and everybody is having a different physical experience but one thing i can promise you is everybody has a choice you have a choice to take action. And I think that's one of the things that we really need to understand is that you are a beautiful human being. You are a beautiful human being. All of you are very talented. You are very loved. And I want you to know that it's going to be okay. I understand everybody's having a different physical experience, but just if you can adopt that, hold on to that, hold on to the highest love frequency as he showed you, hold on to get rid of that fear frequency. Now I know there's different circumstances, but if you're in Ukraine and there's bombs going off, do the best you can to find a place where you can just be, be present with God or whatever you believe in, right? And just try to raise your vibration as high as possible. I do understand there's different circumstances, but warriors, everything, everything has cycles to it. And I promise you at some point, peace and prosperity is coming. So try to hold on to that love vibration as high as humanly possible. So Ken Mack, you want to take us home? What is <laughs> All right, let's go. Love you guys. We'll talk to you. That was great, man. We'll talk to you soon, everybody. <laughs>